Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. From toxic types to cheating scandals, this is Love and Reality. You're as fake as your nose, lip, and boot job. Definitely when I first saw you, I was like, okay. Not my type, but... You have wasted my time. Inspired, or should I say mortified, by that horrifying truth box challenge that saw contestants rate each other like high school hot or not lists, and this year's grooms constantly commenting on their wives' appearances. This episode of Love in Reality is dedicated to types. I'm your host, Madison Hockey, and to discuss all this and more, I'm joined by global sexual wellness brand, lovehoney.com.au's resident psychosexologist, Chantelle Otten. Chantelle, thank you so much for joining me today. How are you? I'm so good. I'm very excited to be here. Um, And I think we've been meaning to chat for a while now, so I'm glad that we can connect. Yeah, I'm very, very excited to uh, chat to you and talk to you all about types, our topic of the week. What on earth is a type? I think this question's raised a lot on Married at First Sight this week. Where does this age-old idea of having a type come from, do you think? Look, I think it's just kind of how people have felt different elements of attraction. But, you know, as we all know, when when it comes to types, people usually think, physical and we kind of saw that a little bit with the game that they played the other day how it was about rating you know which which was a disaster rating the um the people who were also other contestants and who they were most attracted to but I think there were a few people that were that actually balanced it really well and went off personality rather than look Jake's probably like I don't know best of both worlds like he's quite good looking but very good looking Quite he's, good looking. He's, he's, yeah. Well, I mean, he's standard good looking and he listens like when yeah. you speak. I think when we do talk about types, we do tend to focus on the physical elements of attraction. But as we know from the show as well, this only goes skin deep. And in order to get to know and develop true attraction, we need to be, um, you know, engaging in a vulnerable manner with someone. And sometimes we just can't get that from types. So we just need to recognize that. It's different for everyone, it's a unique experience and there's different kind of ways in which we can be attracted to other people. That challenge was quite cringeworthy to watch. Uh, Mm. A lot of the grooms seem to judge their type by physical aspects of wives. It was quite alarming, probably Mm. another conversation for another day, but what types can we see in terms of physical and intellectual? Like how much of a crossover can there be? And do men simply judge by the physical and women are more likely to judge by the intellectual? I don't think that we should narrow down men to such a small kind of limited (laughs) experience. You know, I think that we see two different types of males on the show um, and, you know, some of them were just like, oh, my goodness, you were absolutely a flog. And then some of them were like, oh, you know what? Like, you're very kind and you're mm. sweet. And, you know, we see that with the women on the show, too, who, who can be 
either very welcoming and warm and open or pretty brutal. So I think that there is a huge amount of crossover between physical and intellectual, but in order to get to know the intellectual, you have to be open to all types on the physical front. And why do you think we have types? How do we figure out what our type is? Should we be trying to figure out what we are attracted to before we're willing to kind of throw ourselves out there and start dating? I think that we can kind of forego types a little bit. I think it is important when it comes to types to know what you want um, on all levels. And it's great to have a set of criteria that you can look for in someone because ultimately the signs of a true relationship are aligned on values, beliefs, morals, you know, momentum, motivation and ability to develop and grow. And I think it's important to understand also what your love languages are um, before finding a partner so you can know what you want you know do you like words of affirmation do you like someone who's quite physical do you like someone who's you know able to give you quality time or you know someone who's really into giving gifts what are you into so that when you meet someone you can see if those kind of attributes are available in that person first and foremost or whether you can develop as a couple and find them together. Mm, I've definitely heard the term love languages used before. How does one kind of determine what their love language is? Because it, it seems like it's quite important to building a strong relationship. So love languages are developed by Gary Chapman who has developed an amazing quiz which you can find online. You just look up the five love languages and you start the quiz there so there are words of affirmation which is basically you're doing a good job i'm proud of you you're excellent <laughs> da, 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 da. there's active service so doing nice things to the other person and that might be small like getting them a coffee in bed or it might be larger you know taking responsibilities off their shoulders there's receiving gifts which, you know, speaks for itself. There's quality time, so time without, you know, mobile phones, time one-on-one, um, and then there's physical touch. So, you know, that can be erotic or that can just be intimate. And in order to know what your – I think it's important to incorporate all the love languages, first and foremost. I don't believe in just focusing on the, your top two, but it is important to know what really does mean the most because a lot of the time um, we can be giving out love in the way that we want to receive it so maybe my love language is words of affirmation so I'm constantly telling people you're doing an amazing job but they can't know what I love so I actually need to be able to express not only to my partner but people around me you know I love receiving words of affirmation or it makes me feel so good when you tell me how proud you are of me or that I'm doing a great job it really is about expressing that in a really healthy positive way Mm, definitely is limiting yourself to a type in turn kind of limiting your dating experience like there could be a whole pool of people out there that you're just like nope not for me because not my type should we maybe Mm. forgo those types and opt for love languages instead I don't think you can tell what your love language you know what the other person is going to be able to give you in terms of love languages from physical appearance but I do think that it is something that we need to focus on in when we are dating people I know that definitely for me that's something that I'm attracted to when I can see that I'm going to get my love language from another person I'm like oh beautiful you know I think that we have to be open-minded especially if the type that we've been going for doesn't work for us then we need to pivot a little bit and try and settle into getting to know a different type of person and seeing if they might work for us instead. We hear the expression I always go for the bad boy or I always go for people I know who aren't good for me. Why do you think that is? 
I think that we attract sometimes what we think about ourselves. So maybe we don't feel like we deserve a great love. Mm. Maybe we don't, we haven't done the inner work to be able to figure out what we are deserving of. And I would suggest when people are in that kind of rut that they need to figure out, hang on, does this type actually work for you? Because it doesn't sound like it is. What do you need to do inside you to be able to figure out um, how to let someone in that is going to be good for you and not, you know, instantly self-sabotage by picking the person that doesn't treat you well? I don't want to be going for anyone who doesn't treat you well full stop. I mean, it's definitely Mm. something you would want to assess and look at. Do you think it's worth then looking more at your intellectual type, what you find attractive on an intellectual level rather than the physical level a little more. I mean, let's face it, looks fade. Do you think it's worth investing Mm -hmm. more focus on that kind of type when dating? Absolutely. Absolutely. Someone who's got similar ethics and morals and motivation, someone who wants to treat you with the love, care and attention that you absolutely deserve. Absolutely. I mean, we all deserve that love, care and attention. What kind of personal experience have you had with types? Have you ever found yourself attracted to a type that you're just like, this is really left of field for me? Or (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I've always been one for the intellectual type and someone who's extremely motivated. Mm. Um, Yeah, I've definitely gone for people that are not on that spectrum. And maybe that's just because I saw other things in them that I quite enjoyed. But obviously, you know, that hasn't worked out for me. But it is important. It was important for me to be able to figure out what I wanted, to be able to date different people, to be able to figure out my type. And I really think that I go off, are they good people? Are they motivated to change the world? Because obviously that's what I'm motivated to do. Do they work hard? Are we going to be able to support each other equally? And I've got that now with my partner, which is a wonderful thing, but it took me a while to figure out how to get to that place for sure. Mm, I feel like our dating past can always kind of help guide our future. uh, So I'm not surprised. You've been dating Dylan for, I mean, over two years now. I've met both of you. You both seem like such a perfect match. Was he your type when Mm. you met him? Yeah, I mean, I saw Dylan and I fell in love with him instantly. You know, I didn't know he existed until I saw him. And I guess there was something that I saw physically. I was very attracted to him, but I also um, met him when he was doing a speaking gig Mm. and I was just like, oh, okay, well, we work with a lot of vulnerable people. We're both motivated to change, I guess, our individual parts of the world. Mm. He's focused on disability. I'm focused on sexuality. And to me, to be able to meet someone like that was pretty like far and few between. So, yeah, I, he, I was instantly attracted to him. That's so And sweet. he's Dutch and I'm Dutch and I was very, you know, very attracted to Dutch boys at that time. <laughs> so I've, I'm pretty lucky that I've ended up with everything I ever wanted. Yeah, you two seem like such a perfect match. I mean, it sounds like he was ticking all the right boxes when it comes to types, both physical and intellectual for you. Yeah, lucky me. <laughs> very he's lucky. Most, he's very attractive and very smart and very motivated oh. So and very caring. He's a big stocky boy and he loves me very, very much. So I'm very lucky. So sweet. Chantel, what I would love to ask is what is the best at dating advice you've ever received? Oh, um, my mum would just say to me, go for the experience, like go and 
see what the what that person is absolutely like. Um, and I, I did that. I was very much around dating people with like a smile, mm. someone who looked like a good person. And I would go, I kind of think I gave myself the best dating um, advice, actually. I would just go on dates for the experience for the story, whether it was good or bad. I thought, I'm, you know, I'm very motivated by having good stories. So I loved it. And that's the advice that I give all my friends. Date people for the story. Go on the date. Have a drink. See what you can get out of the experience. And if, it, if it's great, persist with it. If it's not great, move on. Absolutely. I mean, put yourself out there, it kind of sounds like. And I guess if it doesn't go well, at least you have a great story for your girlfriends or guy friends. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) I love that. Well, Chantelle, thank you so much for taking the time to chat today. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.